the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. You know I'm a bad girl. Do what I want, say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad girl. Get what I want, live in the life. Nobody can touch me. You know I'm a bad girl. Woo! It's Friday night. <laughs> yes, indeedy, it is. That voice, by the way, is my buddy Julio Rivera, the conservarican. He's all upset about Trump's comments. In fact, I was just commenting to him on Facebook right now in response. He thinks that uh, Trump's lost his mind with Trump's comment to uh, Kaylee McEnany calling her milk toast. Well, I did a little digging, and I think I mentioned this the other day. Somebody had done a compilation of her recent comments since she became a contributor on Fox News. And quite frankly, he had much tougher criticism he could have put her way than her bad polling numbers. So, and, and I, I, I think that um, she has said she's pro-amnesty, says that that's not America to send anybody back where they came from. So I guess according to Kaylee McEnany, uh, if you, as long as you can make it into this country, you have the right to stay here. She also said that he wasn't morally fit to be president of the United States. No, no, girl, Miss Amnesty, bye. DeSantis came out today and said, oh, how could Trump? She's a Harvard lawyer. She's a Harvard trained lawyer. I ain't got any use for Harvard. That's not that's not any justification for her comments. I have absolutely no use for Kaylee McEnany. Do I think that Trump needs uh, to stop the attacks and focus and turn and run this like a general election? Absolutely. But make no mistake about it. Trump was responding to her just like he did in 2016. She has been attacking him. This is somebody who hired her. She only has a job on Fox News because of Trump. Whoever heard of this person before? And she's saying he's not fit morally. Well, she certainly thought he was morally fit enough to take a job from him and be his spokesperson in the White House. So that's what I think about her. Um, I think that um, really, I think everybody needs to be focused on um, the the issues at hand. Right. I, and, and that reminds me of a, a, a debate I got into with, with uh, somebody on Facebook today about Fort Bragg. I threw the comment up there. I saw that Fort Bragg was going to be renamed to Fort Liberty. And I just said, oh, you know, the the extraction or the eraser of the erasure of history is continuing. Fort Bragg is going to be renamed. And um, that was, you know, in other words, I see the renaming of Fort Bragg as a continuation of going back to after, and Nikki Haley was at the forefront of this, that the left seized upon an opportunity after Dylan Roof shot up a church in South Carolina, or North Carolina, Charlotte, I don't remember what, I think it was North Carolina, maybe it was North Carolina, 
that the left immediately, they scrounged through his social media profile, saw at one point him standing there with a Confederate flag. So, of course, these African-American people died because because it was tied to the right, tied to Confederacy, because that's what the left's play is all about. It's all about trying to trying to convince the American people that America is systemically racist. It's all the Republicans' p- fault. We're the party of racism, the party of, of, of the Confederacy and slavery and the solution is then then Nikki Haley is on board with tearing down statues and we can't have Dukes of Hazard on TV and Walmart can't sell the Confederate flag anymore. And I said at that point, this is a cultural Marxist play. This is it will not stop until they have George Washington, the Washington Monument taken down. Right. Because this is ultimately it's not about Dylan Roof. It's not about the church. It's not about that he shot up. It's not about the Confederate flag. It's about the Marxist movement, which is about what? Attacking our culture, declaring that America is is from its foundations. It's rotted at the core and it needs to be rebuilt according to the Marxist agenda. And that's what the renaming of Fort Bragg is all about today. And I've got somebody coming at me all day on Facebook saying, but brag, but brag, but brag, but it ain't about brag. It's about a bigger picture here, but you must not know what brag did. I know exactly what brag did. Why do you think they're now trying to rename it? Because it ain't about brag. It's about using brag. It's about exploiting brag in order to continue to tear apart the foundation of this country so that they can usher in their Marxism. They're not going to stop with Bragg. They're not going to stop until they convince everybody that Thomas Jefferson. It's about it's about getting at the foundation of America. You've got to be thinking you we have too many useful idiots in the Republican Party. These are the same people that were okay with the lockdowns from the beginning. Stop being a useful idiot. They want you. If you think this is about Bragg, you probably think that Black Lives Matter really was about black people. You probably think that Jan 6 and the Jan 6 committee was a legitimate thing to try to address an insurrection. You probably don't understand that the feds were behind that. You probably don't understand that that Jan 6 was about covering up election theft. That was the big that was the big lie, not the questioning of the election outcome. We've got to be smart enough to understand what the long-term play is from the Democrat Party here. There's absolutely nothing in it for the Republican Party to go along with this crap. Like they're going to suddenly love us? Did the Black Lives Matter crowd stop burning down this country after they were rewarded? After, after the George Floyd's riots? When George Floyd got six, Floyd got six funerals and you couldn't go visit your, your dying senior citizen family member in a home? Did they suddenly love us after they got Juneteenth given to them in reward for Black Lives Matter? Did they suddenly love us? Have they suddenly stopped trying to destroy, uh, trying to destroy the foundation of this country? Is it ever enough when you cater to the terrorist, when you pay off a, a, a blackmail, pay off a bribe, pay off somebody's blackmailing you? Do they ever stop? No. Oh, but we can use this as a win. How? By validating their assertion that this country is unfit, that it was founded on racism and founded on slavery and needs to be completely shredded. The Constitution needs to be shredded. 
Our country needs to start over as a communist country. Is that your idea of how they're going to love us? They'll stop, Andrea. They'll stop when they have achieved their Marxist utopia. Exactly. And I'll tell you something else. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your ties are to me in any way, personally or professionally. You come and call me a racist, directly or indirectly, and we're done. We're done. Don't think that you can manipulate me. Don't think that you can bully me into submission with your red garb Mao revolution struggle session. Because I'll punch back even harder against you, man. You want to know why? Here's an example of the cultural Marxist winning. A children's choir group was stopped in the middle of singing the national anthem at the U.S. Capitol because the Capitol Police came and claimed it was a demonstration. A demonstration to sing the national, to have Christian children sing the national anthem. But you just celebrate the renaming of Fort Bragg to Fort Liberty. That's such a win. That's such a win. Going to take a break. When he come back, guess what famous financial guy is being sued to the tune of $150 million? I think this is a story you'll need to hear. Stay tuned. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just getting a little distracted during the break looking at food. So I made a major announcement today, Skins. I decided it was time that I bought an air fryer. Oh, I, we have one at home. You Those do? Okay, because I, you know, I, it's time. I had to break through my southern roots, hearing my grandma, Mary Lee, looking down on me saying, girl, we don't air fry in the south. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided I'm going to get an air fryer, but I put it out there for recommendations. And I'm hearing pretty much uh, uh, the, um, the majority are Ninja and Emerald. Got more, Both are good brands. Both are good brands. So um, some people have ones that do like four or five things. So I don't know if I should get like one thing that does a bunch of things or just like just an air fryer. Does yours do like more than air frying or is it just an air fryer? No, our, our, ours does multiple things. Because sometimes, you know, th- a multitask device doesn't do any one thing particularly well. So, yeah, yes. but I've heard as far if you're just looking for just an air fryer, both of those brands um, are pretty, pretty good. I'm seeing some really yummy looking food on the Instagram done in the air fryer. So I thought, why not give it a try? Because I'm not going to I don't deep fry. I love deep fried foods, so when I get a hankering for something deep fried, you know, I go out for it because, you know, I can't be, I can't be deep frying, you know, a whole chicken at home because then, you know, I can't be sitting around eating a whole fried chicken. So I'll report back to y'all this weekend. I think I'm going to pick one up. I may try a couple recipes. If you have like a great recipe for me to try, um, please post it on the socials because I'm always looking for good suggestions on what, like, what's the, what do you typically fry in your air fryer? What do you use it for mostly? Chicken. Chicken. Okay. I saw somebody put a little pizza in their air fryer. Yeah. That, uh, it, it, you got to. Uh, I, I like my pizza straight out of the oven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm okay. old school. Crank up that gas stove and yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, all right. Uh, an upsetting story here in San Diego County, and I think it's happening across the country. And that is as the homeless population grows in part because Bob was just saying right that our, our last hour that high school kids are showing up high in school now that we've legalized pot I mean you when you legalize drugs as a country you're basically saying you want people to do drugs I remember back and and, and what happens when you've got a society that's all drugged out they're they're not able to work they're not able to function they're dependent on society it's one of the reasons why our homeless population is growing the majority of the homeless are drug addicts and or mentally ill and oftentimes the mental illness is tied to the drugs I personally know somebody that started getting you know crazy from doing too many drugs and too many pills and I remember when I was in junior high or high school, y'all know I've been watching my my news magazine shows since I was a kid. 60 Minutes, 2020. I started watching 2020 when Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs were hosting. I started watching Dateline NBC when the guy, I can't remember his name, um, he's passed away. Uh, he was hosting, of course. Um, so anyway, um, 60 Minutes did, Dan Rather did a report called Dutch Treat. And it stuck with me. And it was about um, uh, over in Scandinavia how they have all these pot bars and hashish bars. I'm not sure the difference between hashish and pot. Um, and how, you know, basically they're just, you know, they're openly doing drugs in society. And he, and the whole report, and this was 60 Minutes, w- was talking about how uh, the, the drugged up society was leading to people being lazy and, and not wanting to work and how they had this whole dependency in society. And I thought, well, hello. I mean, I was junior high and I was like, well, what did anybody think was going to happen when you got people sitting around smoking pot? I had seen movies where people smoked pot and I could see them sitting around giggling. I had watched Animal House. I knew what happened when people smoked pot, right? So it's like I'm sitting there thinking, this is a government decided to do this. And it was actually a warning. It was, it was a story that was warning the American people about it. And here we are. We've gone the way of Europe in every possible way. And has it worked out for us in any way? Over in Scandinavia, they're wising up to the fact, like in one of the countries, I think it might have been Sweden, where when they had unemployment benefits paid out for two years, nobody found a job until one year and 11 months, right? So then they moved it back to a year and a half, and suddenly people started finding jobs at the year and a half mark. Then they moved it back to a year. Suddenly people, you follow? You follow? the. So here we are in the States. We got the left hysterical this week. Because there's a work requirement for some people under this new this new law, this new um, debt deal that's come about. And the left is hysterical. But the work requirement is only like 20 hours, right? So, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're pushing people to get drugged up and to not work. And we've increased our homeless population. So then we come, then, then what's the end result there? All these demands and entitlements, uh, that's, and by the way, they, you're not, I guess we're not supposed to call them homeless people anymore. The unhoused, right? Well, we've got a story. So uh, one of the issues coming out about it, in addition to the, like a hepatitis C outbreak we had here in San Diego or, um, all kinds of health issues safety issues. Now we've got a squatter, a growing squatter problem here in San Diego. There's a church, actually, that owns five homes in the North Park area that are sitting empty. And sure enough, sure enough, it's the Maker's Church. They own the five homes that have been vacated. 
they're coming up with a long-term plan for it. In the meantime, all the dr- these drug-addicted, scary, screaming, mentally ill homeless people have taken up in these homes, and the people who live in the area are scared to death. There's children living in the area. They're being the the local residents are being screamed at. And uh, the uh, the church is, they said, quote, we are aware of the negative impact the situation has on both our neighbors and the, quote, unhoused community. Negative impact on the unhoused? They're the ones with the free roof over their head, staying in places they're not paying for and presenting a safety issue for the people that are paying to live in the area. We are actively working to address it with compassion and dedication. The solution is not compassion to the drug-addicted, mentally ill people that don't want to contribute to society. The compassion and dedication needs to be to the tax-paying, hard-working families in the area who have children who deserve to live safely. They're saying that they're collaborating with the San Diego Police Department and Development Services on both short-term response strategies and our long-term plan for the properties. The plan will likely incorporate low-income housing as part of our mission to serve all sectors of community. How many of these homeless people that are drug addicted, according to the, these local residents in this neighborhood, uh, are going to be able to, are, are earning any kind of income, low or otherwise? There's one neighbor, uh, a resident who's renting an Airbnb. She says she's got to park in front every single day. She's been there. There's trash around her car, under her car. It smells like urine. It smells really gross. Um, people are yelling. They're screaming. Um, neighbors have said they would love to hear from the church and know what the plan is. Well, they evidently don't have any immediate plan. They've decided the church has said that they're going to install fencing to restrict access. Well... We all know that's not going to do anything to solve the problem. Do you live in North Park area? You think it's okay? These vacant that this church is, is allowing has uh, owns these vacant properties and not do anything about it. Why aren't they renting them out? Why isn't this church renting out these properties? We've got people. We've got actual people that are in, in, making money in San Diego County and can't afford to live. And are uh, not these people. Not these drug addicted people reportedly that are that are squatters. Why isn't this church just renting these out at a reasonable rate for people that can afford rent but just can't afford three thousand dollars for you a one bed? That would be the smart thing to do. That would be the that would be the compassionate thing to do. To show compassion for the people out there that are actually working and just can't afford the high astronomical rents in San Diego. That'll be County. a benefit. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break, we come back. We are gonna discuss the financial guru being sued to the tune of $150 million. And what a shock it is that this guru said, go for it. Come at me. See if you can get a dime out of me. Not exactly the response you would expect from this particular financial guru. Stay tuned. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170. Do you have a hear of the week or a stink of the week? Don't forget you can download our podcast wherever you get your podcast. We have a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. I had an email I wanted to read to you guys. Love getting emails from people. See if I can pull it up here quickly. I was looking at food. 
uh, during the during the break. Um, got an email. Larry says, thank you for fighting these scumbags. Uh, the subject line was McCarthy. Thank you for fighting these scumbags. The R party is dead to me. Um, it's one reason why it was so shocking to hear, not shocking, but it kind of was to listen to RFK Jr. today and, and think that, you know, he's more conservative than pretty much everybody. I mean, other than literally Andy Biggs and a few people, his comments today about the lockdowns and about the shots and about the government, it, you it's know, straight talk, it was straight talk and it was more conservative than I've heard from almost anybody in the Republican Party, particularly about uh, the the COVID lockdowns. Um, all right. So I was pretty shocked to hear this story. Uh, just this past week, somebody was telling me, oh, do you listen to Dave Ramsey? Do you follow his financial advice? You I should. used to listen to him. You know, somebody was like, I get his daily emails every day. I know that um, in addition to the very successful nationally syndicated radio show that he has, um, that a lot of churches use his financial planning, not financial planning in the sense of. It's like a debt plan to get rid of debt. Yeah, like a debt plan, I guess. Uh, or, you know, how to, how to manage your money kind of thing. That there's. Um, excuse me, I'm trying to fight off the hiccups. I've been having the hiccups a lot lately. Um, but no, I'm not going to give up my carrots and my, my green beans because I heard today, everybody's got a health theory out there. If you're on Instagram or any of these places, it's like these people over here are keto. These people like you should not eat sweet potatoes. These people over here like eat sweet potatoes all day long. It's like everybody's got an opinion. Anyway, uh, back to Dave Ramsey. So he is being sued to the tune of $150 million dollars. Uh, the suit has arisen out of his endorsement of the, quote, timeshare exit team, which was a Washington-based company that actually settled a lawsuit with the state attorney general's office in 2021 over alleged deceptive business practices. I recognize the name timeshare exit team. Uh, according to the lawsuit, Ramsey received as much as $30 million over seven years to plug the company's services. That is about the biggest advertising revenue I've heard of on a syndicated show. That is a huge amount of money. And the lawsuit alleges that Ramsey Timeshare Exit Team and Happy Hour Media Group, which is a marketing firm um, with ties to Brandon Reed, which is one of the founders of Timeshare Exit Team, violated the Washington's Consumer Protection Act, which is about defrauding customers, they're saying that uh, he, uh, Ramsey and the rest, uh, committed negligent mal- malpresentation and were guilty of, quote, unjust enrichment and conspiracy. Conspiracy is a big word. Um, Ramsey uh, stood by them. Stood by the company that did business. It was the, it's an LLC doing business as Timeshare Exit Team. Even after the allegations of fraud, here's where I think it got sticky for Ramsey is that when the allegations of fraud came up, he stuck by them. And come to find out, you know, obviously they had to settle a, a, a suit with the AG. So they were guilty of some of this stuff. Um, quote, during the period Dave Ramsey was promoting Reed Hines scheme, customers referred to Reed Hines by defendants 
paid Reen Hine in excess of $70 million in fees for timeshare exit. Ramsey never returned any of the tens of millions of dollars Reed Hine and Happy Hour Media Group paid him from his own listeners' hard-earned money. Instead, Ramsey chose to profit from listeners' money. Ramsey eventually dropped their um, dropped them as an advertiser, but continued to argue that he was not responsible for their actions. When he was asked about it in 2021, when complaints started coming in, about his continued support for them, he said, "Bring it! You you have done you have done picked the wrong bear. You done peed off the wrong hillbilly." And I think that was probably the wrong response for him to take. Not a great move. Not a great move. I think if you endorse somebody, I think you need to do your job. Um, in terms of you need to do your job in terms of due diligence, whether or not it's a reputable outfit. I think there's only so much that we as hosts can do in, in, in the course of that. I don't endorse anybody that I don't have personal experience with, that I don't cannot personally say. Um, I still take my balance in nature, by the way. I feel better after taking balance of nature. I don't, but, it, but if uh, balance of nature, I use my... Um, Oh gosh, Mike Lindell, uh, his my his, pillow. But I, I don't use the my pillow. The, his towels. I swear by his towels. I tell everybody about his towels. The point is, you have to do your due diligence as a host before you, before you lend your name to something. Iron Mountain Outfitters. I I wore my Sherpa line sweatshirt today. <laughs> I mean, I I am an actual customer, and I endorse companies and products and services that I truly believe in. However. If I were to find out at some point that some company that I was endorsing had committed fraud and was doing wrong by their customers, that's the time to go peace out. That's the time I go peace out. I dip out. I don't defend anybody. And um, I, I don't know the ins and outs of the financial situation to where he funding money. I don't know that I, I don't know that you should be asked to refund money, but I think the point here for him is that he continued to endorse them after the fraud allegations, and when he started getting complaints, he took the tone of ah, "You picked on the wrong person, bring it." He got all arrogant and basically spit in the face of his listeners who bought this this product on his word. So I don't know how this is going to flush out. Um, there are some people that are saying that Christians shouldn't sue him because it's not biblical. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't agree with that. This is not the same as your brother sinning against you. Somebody, you know, mistreats you or abuses you in a relationship and they're a part of your church that, you know, you go to the elders, you go to them first and then you go to the elders. Um, but let's say you want to go with that. Um, you know, they came to him and complained to him. And he didn't make it right. And, you know, then they then they decided to take matters. So um, I, I, I can't I don't know the ins and outs of this. I'm not taking a position against Dave Ramsey on this lawsuit. Um, it certainly doesn't look good to him. Uh, 17 plaintiffs apparently tried somehow in some way. I don't know to what extent to resolve their dispute. Uh, the complaint alleges that Timeshare Exit Team offered bad advice, actually created fake property deeds to mislead its clients, and then eventually stopped communicating with each other, uh, with their clients altogether. I mean, that's nothing small. That's a that's, big deal. This is huge. This is huge. When you're going to take in $30 million, 
in representing something to somebody and putting your name behind it, the second fraud allegations come up, you got to put things on pause. You got to do some research and you got to say, you know what? I need to research this, peeps. I put my name behind this company. Put it on hold. Because I believed in them. Let me do my research. Hold your fire. Don't take another dime at that point. You can always go back to them. You can always go back to them, but at that point, you got to put things on pause. You got to not take another dime. You got to not put your name behind them anymore until you get to the bottom of it. And I, so that's my take there. Do you guys? Do you guys still follow Dave Ramsey? Do you know anything about this? I haven't listened to him in years. Um, yeah. So I think that there's all kinds of people out there that can help you figure out how to save money. And I think that basically the crux of his his position is how to set a budget. And if you owe credit cards, don't go out to eat and buy luxury purses. So I think you can get that wisdom anywhere, quite frankly. Um, All right. Let's take a break. We come back. Let's get into some hero of the week and stinks of the week, shall we? 888-344-1170 if you have a Hear of the Week or Stink. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Um... Target has got to be uh, a nominee for Stink of the Week. I mean, for me, they, they are the Stink of the Week, Andrea. They willingly took in satanic-themed products into their store without a second thought. Yeah. And not only that, but we find out tonight, according to Bob, that they're getting t- they're actually donating money to organizations that are targeting children with this. And then Charlie Kirk has found an email um, I don't know how he got it, but it was an internal email from Target's top brass doubling down on the company's stance. So even though they've taken the clothing out of the stores... They don't care. No, they've dismissed the customer outcry as abusive. Think about that. It's not like they're going, oh, you know what? Gee, our customer base doesn't like the fact that we're telling selling swims, swimsuits to, to little boys to tuck their junk. Is, isn't that what they're calling it? Tuck, the, tuck your junk swimwear? Oh, no. Anybody who's got a problem with that is abusive, according to them. Uh, the email um, begins with a, a sentiment of, and they've lost $9 billion, by the way, of this. The email starts out with appreciation for the team's resilience in the face of difficult days. And it then goes on to thank uh, its store reps for maintaining the company's values in the midst of, quote, uncomfortable situations and, quote, gut-wrenching incidents that occurred within its aisles. What gut-wrenching incidents? The email goes on to to express gratitude to the staff at service centers for bearing the brunt of angry, abusive, and threatening calls and commending their patience and professionalism. The company's plans for Pride Months uh, and to address the threats are also mentioned. It closes with a statement of support for the LBGTQIA plus community. Um, No mention of concerns that anybody has with the targeting of the children. The email reads this, Team. I want to end the day where briefly started on a note of care. This has been a very hard day for Target, and it follows many difficult days of deliberation and and decision-making. 
to our team in stores. Thank you for steadfastly representing our values. No one is better at working through uncomfortable situations in service to an inclusive guest experience, which you've seen in recent days went well beyond discomfort. And it has been gut-wrenching to see what you've confronted in our aisles. Uh, to LBG community, one of the hardest parts in all of this was trying to contemplate how the adjustments we're making to alleviate these threats to our team's physical and psychological safety would impact you and your well-being and psychological safety. We stand with you now and I don't see the I don't see the rest of the email. As the situation unfolds, people are going to uh, watch Target. Um they don't care. They're placating by moving things around in the stores. They're placating anybody that's got a problem with it. I've got something I bought at Target uh, a while back that the tags are still on it, and I will be returning it this weekend. Um, got to give a hero. I'm going to alternate Target and Hero, uh, uh, Stink and Hero. Uh, before I forget, my, my nominee for Hero of the Week is a 10-year-old named Vinny. Vinny is... <laughs> Two Utes. Vinny is a 10-year-old Maltese. He's got literally three little teeths in his head. And he was in the backyard. This is not far from here in... Um, oh, gosh. Um, what's that community just south of... It's around Dana Point, south of Costa Mesa, Mission Viejo. community uh, House in Mission Viejo. Um have a camera on the back of their house and caught on camera is a coyote getting into the backyard and snatching up this little Yorkie named Harley. So then you see Vinny on the video, the 10 year old 10 pound Maltese with three teeths in its head. Vinny comes out from the left, goes uh, uh, just full on straight at the coyote who drops Harley from his mouth and skedaddles. Vinny was like, and, and the coyote looked to be at least 60, 75 pounds. And there was another coyote on the other side of the fence watching about ready to come in the yard. So <clears throat> the owners of the dogs were at that point were able to get in the backyard and Harley was taken to the vet, puncture wounds, lacerations. That Vinny literally saved the life of his little younger brother and um, and little Vinny didn't get a scratch on him. And Vinny was about, he was about ready to use his three teeths on that coyote. To I save only got three, but I know how to use them. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the video, I think I posted that article on my Facebook. You know, we don't, we don't deserve dogs. Do we skins? I mean, the- no, they're, they're too cute and too, and too lovable. And um, you know what? We don't, we don't even appreciate them enough. <laughs> we don't deserve dogs. I mean, the Lord literally knew what he was doing when he gave us dogs. Greatest gift on earth. Such. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who do you have for hero? You know, you said it earlier, but but for me, and it obviously can change, but as of right now, he's speaking truth and freedom, and I wouldn't even call it conservative. I would call, call it common sense, and for me this year, whether people are tired of it yet or not, I'm uh, nominating RFK Jr. Well, it is pretty heroic. It's heroic. It is pretty heroic, if you think about it, for him to risk the scorn 
of his family. Because let me tell you, that Kennedy family, they love that name, okay? They love the name recognition of it. They love being considered the, you know, they still, even though they don't want to admit that everything he's saying is true, they don't want to admit that the Democrat Party has abandoned them and, and gone completely insane. Um, they still want to be beloved, as the first family of the Democrat Party. And he has been willing to toss aside his family for his beliefs. That takes courage. Not to mention the fact that he's married to a Hollywood actress that's on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Cheryl Hines, who's incredibly successful. You may not consider her an A-list actress, but let me tell you, she kind of is. She's on one of the top TV shows in the country and has been. And, you know, and, and he's, and she's, you know... She's supporting him. I think that takes some risk. He shows think- me, and again, we're, we might not agree with everything that he that he says, and we're going to watch how it develops. But at, at the end of the day, the, the tone I get from him, Andrea, isn't a political one. It's a, I care about this country one. Yeah. When you care enough about your country that you're willing to take a risk and suffer the slings and the arrows. And by the way, one of the things he said when he was talking to Katrina Zish today was he clarified his things on the vax. And by the way, we're going to reach back out next week, get back into the shots. Uh, Dr. Naomi Wolf has some shocking stuff that she's putting out on the last few days about the shots and children and deaths and HIV and beyond that you guys are going to need to hear about. Um, but he's clarified. He says, look, I'm being labeled. I'm being smeared as an anti-vaxxer. When I, what I am, my position is I look at all medications. I look at shot these, quote, vaxes as another medication that need to be properly tested. And when there's a problem with them, they need to be pulled from as the market. should be. Is why is that considered controversial? Why is Isn't that, that con- how you're supposed to do science? Exactly. Right? And when you've got bureaucrats that are failing the American people, that are lying to the American people, they need to be called out. That used to be common sense in this country. I want to read a couple. I put it out on the socials today for um Hero of the Week and uh Stink of the Week. Let's see. Some people said Congressman Biggs was a nominee for Hero of the Week. Wouldn't disagree. Oh, Roy Wade said Forgiato the rapper. Remember the rapper yeah, that did the rap yeah. song about Target and it bumped Taylor Swift off of the iTunes? Um, that's definitely nominee for Hero of the Week. Stink of the Week, a Yasmin said McCarthy. She says, here of the week is Brigitte Gabriel for fighting like heck for voter integrity and fighting against the left trying to cancel Act for America. That's a great nominee for here of the week. Um, Joey Schmidt, Schmidt says, the stinker, the groomers, um, the Catholic Church clergy, clergy sexually abused uh, uh, Illinois kids. I think that's part of what um, Bob Walters was talking about. Um. Hero, the Dodgers pitcher. Oh, yeah, that that that's a good one too. Yeah, was that was he the one whose name started with a T, or was he Kershaw? Kershaw was the one that talked about uh, the faith and family night, which was good. But it was Blake Trinan that really came out and said, "You know what? This is as as a Christian, I'm calling it out. This is not acceptable." Yeah, he said that this was about evil. 
and it, or, or demonic or something like that, he said, which was absolutely true. Um, there is a documentary that I plan to watch this weekend. I don't know what you guys are, are planning to do with, with your weekend, but I'm planning to watch a documentary about the Hillsong Church. And I don't really know much about Hillsong other than that was a church, a mega church that had a lot of celebrities attending it. Um, but then I saw today that it looks like under the guise of exposing corruption within a church, that it's another hit piece on Christianity in general. And so I'm going to watch that this weekend and report back on it because, you know, I feel like as Christians, we've got to, we've got to see what the play is and how they're working against us and be willing to speak up against it. So are you familiar with Hillsong and the church? Uh, a little, n- not as much as I should be, but I am. Yeah, I'm not that f- other than I know that Justin Bieber was going there. Um, and that's what, and, and they've tried to, and after the, after the corruption was exposed, they tried to smear Chris Pratt, uh, as being somebody that went to Hillsong and he didn't. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, I love him too. He's somebody that stands up for his faith and does it in a way that's, uh, engaging when he accepts awards in Hollywood, but without being so, um, sanctimonious. Right. All right. Listen, we love you guys. Have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. If you're going to be at the Lincoln Reagan Club dinner tomorrow night, look for me out there. Come say hi to me. Don't forget, we've got a 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Download the podcast. Email me at andrewkshow.com. Love you all. Peace out. We'll see you Monday. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.